Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB. Georgia Public Broadcasting and GPB Media. Happy November to you, which means it's the third season. It means it's playoff time. Last Friday night, we were at in uh, Moultrie at the Hog Pen for Coquit County and Lowndes for a look at last week a little bit and the upcoming weeks a lot. Mi compadre in the borough, Tommy Palmer, what's up? Oh, I was just thinking about the, the, the football game that transpired in the Hog Pen last weekend. Uh, I thought Colquitt kind of made short work of everybody and probably made a, a very important statement. Look out what's coming statewide, folks, because that was a dominating performance against a really good Lowndes football team, John. All right, so where do you want to start? The the uh, least number of A's or the most number of A's well, coming into this week? let's just start at those two A's, if that's okay, because I think they have the A's, which uh, are going to be finished up sometime today. Is that correct? Yeah, there's, there's that one that needs some work, and then I think there's a single A, which is coming out at 4 o'clock this afternoon or later this afternoon because, mm-hmm. as you and I are talking here on Monday, there's math involved, and you can challenge those kinds of things. True. And, and then Team 32s in both AAA and 7A, we kind of have an idea as to who they are, but once again, with uh, – Teams in short regions, you don't have a whole lot of things other than math and power rankings to look at. So as we skip single A, let's go to double A, and you look at a couple of the mini brackets here, Mm -hmm. and you end up with a possible second-round matchup of Fitzgerald and Swainsboro, and you've also got mini brackets involving teams like Chattooga, Rabin County. Double A is looking tough as always. Always. And one team I want to see how they really fare is that team from Rockmart who has just rolled through everything. And I don't think anybody even mentioned them when the season started, but there they sit at 10 and 0. And uh, uh, they open with South Atlanta. If they win and Bremen or Union County wins, they got them in the second round. So, And I also thought the, the interesting first-round matchup between Thomasville and Hepsibah would give us a good indication of how good Region 1 really is. But my favorite matchup in round one is Washington County and Vidalia. When you look at that region, you look at Region 3, and you and I both knew that there was going to be an angry three-seed coming out of there, (laughs) and as it turns out, it's Joel Ingram and the Golden Hawks. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and of course, Vidalia's angry too, because they really, and I really think Lee Homskis and our friend John Kuhn really thought Vidalia had a chance to win the region this year, and there they sit as a two-seed. But i got to tell you something, Swain's is a worthy number one seed in that region. Now, let's go to AAA, and you look at that, and it's good to see Pike County go in as a four seed. They go to Cordell and take on Crisp. Anything in AAA stand out to you? I got Liberty County and SEB coming at it as a 2-3 out of the blocks. Well, I think one of the really thing, really great things about this is two's playing three, and they're all very close to each other. And that was one of the things that really stuck out with me, John, is you've now got Pierce County playing in, in, in this particular one they're playing windsor forest you got southeast bullock in there you've got uh applin county in there it's it's just an an amazing time for triple a down there and of course who could forget about peach county up there and calhoun somewhere looming to be sure they're gonna meet somewhere down the road 
Yep. Uh, Calhoun is low right as you're looking at your brackets. Mm -hmm. Peach County would be in the upper right as you're following along in pen. Be confident, folks, as you're filling out your brackets. Use (laughs) pen. Don't use pencil. There you go. So Calhoun is low right. They have the possibility they'd have a a, if if chalk happens, you'd have Lovett in the second round. And their quadrant includes Rick Tomberlin, who returns to the playoffs at Appling County. Definitely. And on the left, upper left side, I, I really think one of the best first round games It's probably going to be Pace Academy in Monroe area. Monroe area has done yeoman duty this year. And looking at the low section, Hart County, the return of Hart County and Rance Gillespie, but they've got a tall order with Cedar Grove. Yeah, and Benedictine plays Tattano County, the four seed, and that's a part of that two and three thing that are one and, uh, well, yeah, two and three thing that I was uh, talking about that's going to happen in those neighborhood regions. So you got Benedictine and then and uh, Tattano County. Then you've got Hart County and Cedar Grove, which is, that's a tough test for Hart County in the opening round. Then let's go to Quad A, and right now looking at things in the upper left-hand part of the bracket, you could the bracket itself, upper left, has Mary Persons, Marist, and St. Pius, and Marist and Pius might meet in the second round. i got to tell you something. Those are probably four of the best football teams in the state of Georgia in that bracket. You're talking St. Pius, you're talking Marist, Mary Persons, and, uh, you know, who who knows how good the others are in there. But you're talking three out of the four teams that's going to come out of that region that uh, are, are probably championship caliber football teams, John. Low left, you've got Cartersville and Ridgeland, those two, and Flowery Branch. Ridgeland-Flowery Branch, that's going to be another great matchup coming out of the blocks as a 2-3. In the upper right, you've got Burke County hanging in there. You've got Eastside, who ha- who's had a great season. You've got Blessed Trinity hanging out upper, upper right. And then low right, you could have a matchup involving Troop and Pickens in the second round. Troop losing to Cartersville big in the last game of the regular season. So Troop comes in as a two seed. They will play on Thursday, and they could get Pickens and Jasper. Yeah, and and the thing that you have to think about, and, and you know this as good as I do, this is foreign territory for Pickens, and I'm going to be interested to see how they respond to playing in the playoffs, and I'm also going to be uh, taking a look at how Troop responds to being out there in midair for a chance. Well, what about Cairo down in Region 1? Yep. Quietly turned their season around after a terrible start. And uh, they're playing Henry County, which doesn't sound much like a really tough assignment when you look at the greater scheme of things. But you know as much as I do, John, over the last three or four years, everything in Henry County and in that section of the state of Georgia has totally changed as far as quality football teams. And Upson Lee and Thompson is the other part of that low right section of the bracket is your 2-3 in the upper part of low right. In 5A, and 5A, you, you look at this, and, and you can't turn sideways without hitting a great first-round matchup. I mean, upper left, you've got Jones County and Bainbridge. And uh, quoting someone you and I both know, I think this is both pack a lunch and a dinner for <laughs> for Jones County having to go down all the way to catch up with Bainbridge. Uh, and that's going to be a tough place to play. Bainbridge has really turned it around here at midseason, and they've, you know, they've come sliding in there is the the second place team in that region but it's two days and pack a lunch for the trip from gray down to bainbridge 
and where the Bearcats play down there. That's that's a good side of the region. Another team to look for coming out of that side of the region on the top left-hand side is Wayne County, who's yep. sitting in there undefeated. Unfortunately, they're in there in the same bracket with a Kell and with a Buford. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Buford. So John Ford and Buford, you've got Buford, Kell, Wayne County, Jones County, and Bainbridge all upper left. Right. Low left, one of the stories of the year, Milan Turner, but guess what? They have to go to Stockbridge. Well, if they make it past Stockbridge, look who's left down there in the bottom half of the bracket. You got Carrollton down there. That's no day at the beach. And Southwest DeKalb, hey, that program is all the way back. The commander, Steve Graham, who's in charge of our Football Fridays productions, he's could not be happier that Region 5, number one, is southwest of Cab. On the right-hand side, you've talked about Statesboro, but Statesboro's going to have to go on the road and go to Griffin, a traditionally a tough place to play upper right. Well, it's a tough assignment for Statesboro, but you have to be happy for them because, you know, believe it or not, they're sitting there four and six in the year, and I don't think anybody had any idea that Statesboro could make the playoffs again. But Jeff Kaiser's done a really good job, and he may be in the wrong bracket. Look who's down there, Region 7, Team 1. I believe uh-huh. the word three-peat, is that high Hyphenated? Uh, yes, it is. Three dash P-E-A-T, <laughs> much like the moss that grows on the north side of trees. So, And also, Clifford Fed and Dutchtown is also in there. So you've got in the mini bracket with Statesboro and Griffin, Harris County goes to Dutchtown. So you've got Griffin, Statesboro, Dutchtown, and Rome all in the upper right-hand portion of 5A. I'm going to tell you something, John. My dark horse in 5A to upset the whole apple cart is probably Dutchtown, and that's just based on the way they play the game. They play it like Brooks County. Hard-nosed, tough, we don't change what we're doing, and uh, they could slow some things down on some people. Uh, I I think Dutchtown could be a dark horse to come out of that right-hand upper-size bracket on Class 5A. All right, so let's go low right, and the two teams that stick out to me here are Ware County and Warner Robins. Right, and those are probably the two that will come out of there. And this is not putting the poop on anybody that's in there other than those. And the good thing about this is we don't really know who's going to come out of there. But we do know that uh, each bracket will send us one to the final four, and then the two will meet. All right, so 6A. Valdosta, they were in the barn at 6-4 and four as the two seed, but they are now also upper left with folks like Decula, who was on Football Fridays, mm-hmm. Alatuna, who has proven themselves under Gary Varner to be a traditional power, Glen Academy, and Valdosta, upper left. All of a sudden, Glen Academy's playing very well. All of a sudden, Alatuna's playing very well. But guess who else is playing well? Centennial, the yep. surprise team. That's a tough bracket up there. It really is. I, I wouldn't want to play out of that bracket. Now, Valdosta has had a week off to get well, uh, get prepared, and we'll see how well it plays out up in the top left-hand side. One of the marquee matchups in the first round is low left. North side and Tucker and you've got Creekside and Sequoia in there as well. We've seen Sequoia this year on Football Fridays, but I think everyone's eyes gravitated to Northside and Tucker in that bracket. Well, it's because they both have traditional programs, and they always win every year. Even in a rebuilding year, it's not a rebuilding year. The surprise team in that bracket side over there, I think, may be Sequoia, to be quite honest with you, John. 
right-hand side, Coffee and Stevenson, and a lot of folks might be sitting there saying, okay, Coffee's a four seed, but hold on there, mister. Coffee's a traditional tough team when it comes to playoff time. You've also got Mays Lanier and Johns Creek, upper right. Well, I really think it depends on how much Coffee has matured through the year. Uh, I know that Coffee had three sophomore starters in their offensive line. How much have they grown up? We're going to find out on Friday night because they're playing a tough football team in in Stevenson. Harrison's hot. Lanier's playing well. They're just having trouble with the offense. And now is not a time to have trouble with your offense. All right, low right. Obviously, everyone's eyes are gravitating toward a possible quarterfinal matchup with Lee County and Creekview. Let's go to 7A, and let's start in the upper left-hand part. Lowndes gets a home game with Cherokee, and then you're also looking at North Cross as a two-seed, but everyone's focused on Grayson. Well, I think that it's it's nice to do that, to, to, to focus on Grayson, because that is a tough, tough division up there. Lowndes has to play well out of the block to begin to even have a chance of coming out of there. And Grayson, how how can you bet against a team that's done what they've done this year? Camden County and Walton low left. That'll be on football Fridays at seven o'clock. Hillgrove is, has has Pebble Brook. Brookwood and Mill Creek is kind of sneaky there as well down low left. I and I also think Milton may be laying over there in the weeds as well. If they get past that first round, who knows? They may get the confidence to to, to really make a run out of that lower left-hand side over there, John. And then you've got upper right as we hit the 90-second warning here. Marietta, who is going to be who did it without Harrison Bailey this uh, past week, they're the two seed. Uh, or, uh, yeah, they're the two seed coming out of Region Three. Roswell is there as facing Team 32, which we think is going to be Tift. So Tift and Roswell, Archer and Parkview. That one is tough upper right. Well, that's what I was about to say. The two teams that I think are going to come out of there and, and be factors in everything is Archer and Parkview. They've certainly proven that over the long haul of this season. McEachern, Noonan, Etowah, Colquitt, and, and battles of uh, directional Gwinnett's central and north heading at it. Uh, what do you think about low right real quick? Well, I think low right, I think it's going to be Colquitt County coming out of there. If they stumble, it could be any of the others coming out of there. It could be any of the other seven teams. So don't miss us this Friday on GPB TV. We're broadcasting from Raider Valley for Camden County and the Walton Raiders. That is it for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. He's Tommy Palmer, my compadre in the borough. I am John Nelson. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at gpb.org forward slash sports. Subscribe to us anywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Use the quotes, Football Fridays in Georgia. Close them, hit the magnifying glass, save it. There you go. Our show is produced by Sean Powers. He's in charge of the ones and twos along with the GPB Army. Football Fridays in Georgia is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson. We'll see you again next week because it's Brackets from here on in. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.